Hey, y'all. Welcome back. We have a very special episode of the Manly Musings podcast. We have one of the best former West Virginia power forwards to ever come really play over there in a long time. One guy that Kevin and I definitely watch play and we're excited to join us, Mr. Kevin Jones. So, Kevin, thank you for joining us all the way in Japan. Yeah, yeah, I just literally just woke up, man. <laughs> it's it's good to it's good to be on here, man. Talk with you guys. So, ready for a fun episode. Yeah, we appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to hang out with little us. So, we appreciate you, man. Yeah, yeah. no doubt, man. Seriously, yeah. we I remember going to transferring to West Virginia and being like, "Man, who's that really tall dude walking around the stadium as I'm trying to go to class?" I'm like, everyone's like, "Oh, that's Kevin Jones." I'm like, I have no idea who he is. I transferred here. I don't know who he is. <laughs> well, Where did you transfer from? Uh, I went to the University of New Hampshire for two years and then transferred okay. down to West Virginia. Got you. Got you. I remember, Kev, I remember seeing you for the first time uh, on MSG. On the MSG network, they had you on like Max Preps. And oh, they, were school, yeah. you, they were showing <laughs> you uh, Mount Vernon just beat up on uh, – they were – they were just showing your highlights and they were just talking about how you're going to West Virginia. And I remember vividly they talked about you going there and you were just absolutely dominating whatever team you were playing against. And then I remember just having to run into you with one of my buddies on my floor. And I'm like, you were on like Max Preps. And you're like, yeah, that was me. And I just remember that ever since. And then every, t- every time I always got to see you and say hello, which I always loved. Hey man, that's that's crazy. That's how I know like you're you're a basketball junkie because nobody really know about Max Preps like that. Unless you were in the city or like the surrounding areas, nobody really knew about that. But that was like the big time thing in high school, though, man. I, yeah, uh, yeah. It was always it was always fun running into you, man. You was always a, a good dude. So just now that I could come back full circle, it's it's great. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, we appreciate you joining us. You. It's- 8 a.m. for you, so good. We're we're going to go to bed after this. You got practice and work actually to go right. to today. <laughs> I got a full day. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, hey, we'll, we'll quickly jump into the sports update, um, guys. We're kind of changing it up a little bit now that we have guests on. We're going to focus more on the guests instead of the sports update that sometimes takes half an hour to an hour to go through because we just talk too much. Um, so mainly, first weekend of college football is done in the books. Uh, great games last night. Clemson lost to us to Duke 28 to seven, surprisingly. Um, FSU beat the crap out of LSU, which is always nice to see. And then I guess we'll talk about our team who went up to Happy Valley. I won 50 bucks because I bet the over. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. I, I I don't know how I feel about that one. Now, KJ, were you able to watch the game over in Japan or? Um, so the game kind of comes on at a weird time. So it was like morning my time. So I couldn't get to watch it. But I did see the highlights of it. I mean, well, low lights, whatever you want to. Uh, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Um, you... So I feel two different ways about it. One is like, okay, one is like, what did we expect going into number seven ranked team, like going into their place? Like, what did we really expect? But the second is like, 
I expected us to at least put up a little bit more of a fight than we did. So that I'm I'm like two sided on it. I don't know what to what to think about it. So do how do we judge that that loss? Like I don't know what the how to judge yeah. that. I don't, I'm the same way. I I had friends asking me because I watched it with a bunch of people and they're like, "What do you expect?" I'm like, "I expect us to lose. 100% expect us to lose." Do I expect us to lose by 21? No, because I think we're better than that. But we didn't. We lost by, what, 23, technically, at the end of the day. Would have been less than that if they didn't rush to go ahead and try to do that last-minute touchdown, which was like, kick us when yeah. we're down. That's crazy. <laughs> I, I did not like that. And people were like, oh, how can you be mad? I'm like, because it's unsportsmanlike. Con- like, it's unsportsmanlike. If you, you're winning that badly and you know, no one has timeouts left, it's 10 seconds left in the game. Come on. Yeah, I know. Right. But – I think the but first, from a lot of I'll go ahead and the, the first half they look great. Uh, only to be down seven going into halftime, unreal against the number seven team in a, an environment that, from all sounds of it, was crazy. Um, but we're not that good. It showed in the second half. We're not. <laughs> we have, a, of course, per usual, West Virginia secondary is a sieve or Swiss cheese, and. Yeah, it, it happens. So we'll see what we can do uh, against a scrub on Saturday. Yeah, it was very reminiscent of like that, like between like 2015 and 2017. You would see like our defense put up a fight for like so long and they just get to the point where they're just completely exhausted and then lose the game towards the end. But I will say a lot of people who talked to me, they all expected us to get blown out by like 40. But they, I would say like, they did, they put up a fight in the first half and they show that they can at least compete. It's just, again, you know, the offense just needs to put up their side of the fight. You know, the defense will do their job, but the offense had to help out. And unfortunately, like in many years past, didn't. So hopefully they fix that and, you know, we can get a win against Duquesne on Saturday. I mean, I don't even want to shudder to think about us losing to a team like Duquesne. But, I mean, honestly, we've we we, we we've done some more creative things in our time that football team has done. So, we'll shall, we shall see. So, does, is that encouraging to y'all if we do beat Duquesne? Because it is Duquesne. So, is that an encouraging thing? Are you still upset? I'm Just... still – I'm not upset. Because I have no expectations of a Neil Brown football team at this point in time. If, wow. If you're doing He's very a, harsh, Kev. He's if, very damn. harsh. Hey, if, listen, I we got a reason to be. I can't, yeah. there's no evidence behind like to to counter that. So I can't yeah. say I support Pat McAfee's comments that he has no moxie. He has nothing in his tank. Mm-hmm. He literally did it was fourth and two. And the top running back in the Big 12 right now is C.J. Anderson. We all know that. He was averaging four and a half yards a carry. And you do a trick play, and you throw it backwards to your quarterback, who hasn't even played all game in Nico, and it's all screwed up. Like, what the? Yeah, that that play, I was like, I don't even know what to make of it. You just give it to your, your best player and let it run. But And I also just question, was he on, like, a touch limit? Because I felt that there was a lot of times where he wasn't even in the in they, the set of eleven, or they said it was just he, so bizarre. They said 
half of the wide receivers that transferred in didn't even play. Yeah, I, I noticed that. A bunch that of until... running backs didn't play. I'm like, you went up there not to lose. That His game plan was not to get blown out. It wasn't to win. It was just not to get destroyed. And I'm tired of that. It happened anyway. But it happened anyway, though. Oh. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's odd. That's very odd. I'm not gonna act like I know the most about football, but for me, and I and I'm like a Neil Brown supporter. Like I want to see him do well. He seems like a really good guy. He seems like you know, he seems like a good coach too. Maybe yeah. he's just maybe, and I don't want to say it. Maybe he's just out of his depth, man. Maybe he's just like this is not his level of football. Maybe you know, being at Troy, he did great there. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's his level, and that and there's nothing wrong with that. But right, yeah. So and this is a, this is a different animal. This is a different yeah. animal. Way our fan base, different animal. Our fan base is a different animal. Like if he, if maybe if we were like a place like type of like like a Rutgers, like mm. place like that where you know yeah. college football isn't maybe you know primary. It's more secondary or after. But mm. you know West Virginia WVU like. Football is extremely important. All sports at our university, I believe, is pretty damn important because we're the only one in the state. So, like, and it matters more. So, just because, yeah, I don't know. He might be a little in over his head. And when we hired him, you know, we all felt like this is what we need. Somebody young, somebody different. But maybe, you know, it's it's more looking like we need to be a little bit more different and more creative. But time will tell. Just don't go backwards. Just give me somebody. And that's new. what we keep hearing. I know. I know Merritt hates that answer. And everybody mm-hmm. keeps saying Rich Rod's name to come back because he's over being successful at a Jacksonville state. But, you know, it's a matter if he wants to come back. That's a, that's also another thing. But yeah, he, right. can, he can he can he can stay. Don't <laughs> don't need it. I don't don't need to go backwards. It, it, you know. It's kind of like the same idea with the whole situation with the basketball team where they said, let's go backwards and try to get behind for right. a little bit. Uh, no, I don't. He's not going to understand the players. And I, I would say the same thing of Rich Rod. Like he, he won't understand the players that he's trying to recruit now. I, I That's my opinion. I could be totally off and you could probably understand everything, but that's what I think. Well, when you're talking about speaking to this time of players, I I'm gonna say it now. I'm a believer in that Colorado team, sir. I'm a believer in that Colorado team. Merritt, yeah. I know yeah, your I, 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 yeah, 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 I know yeah. your thoughts on them. God, I but, can't believe I was that wrong. Yeah. So Kev, Merritt said that. Dion was not gonna win no more than three games, and I think they're gonna. Oh, they might start. Off, they might start off three and zero. <laughs> well, it's yeah. Tripping. After that it's game, uh, yeah, I texted my, the group chat and I said I, I'm putting my foot in my mouth and I was wrong. I'll give them five games because <laughs> <laughs> I still think you're going up against some really good teams in the Pac-12 like that it. make life hard. The only thing, the only thing I will say is that nobody knew what to expect going into that first true. game, right? It's true. So yeah, we can we can say that they caught TCU off guard. We can say that, but 
everybody see everybody knows they're coming now. There's nobody that's gonna take them lightly anymore. So they're gonna get everybody's best shot, especially with uh prime on the sideline. So they're getting everybody's best shot from here on out. So they might go through some ups and downs. I don't I yeah. don't like people like I didn't really like his comments. He's like, Do you believe now? Do you like Okay, like you beat a ranked opponent, really good opponent. Okay, cool, but you still got a lot of football season left. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, you still got a lot to to prove to yourself. But they did look good. I can't. Hey, yeah, that good, man. What's the kid that plays both sides of the ball, Kevin? Travis Henry. Travis Hunter. Travis, Travis, yeah, Travis Hunter. 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 Travis Hunter. Hunter. Travis Hunter. That... Wow. He's a dog. He's a he dog. He's a bro. dog. That kid is unreal, and his son is. 500 something plus yards. All five wide receivers have over 100 yards receiving. They, their offense is gonna, their offense is gonna have to carry it because I mean maybe their defense will get better over. I know they got really good skill players and maybe uh, I know their offense will be fine against anybody, but their yeah. defense is going. They're gonna have to win a lot of shootouts if they, you know, if their defense keeps playing like that. So we'll we'll see. Maybe that I'm sure that'll get better if they cleaned up, but. It's like they're prepping for that Big 12 shootout already. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're ready. You know, if it's how yeah. it goes. And the we'll fact see. that Tra uh, Travis, he played 112 snaps that yeah, game. That's a, that's a lot. That's pretty much the whole game, essentially. Yeah, that's the whole game. Right? Unreal. Yeah. Like, On both sides. Both sides. I don't know how sustainable that is. For the full season, especially against, no offense, but the teams he played in against while at Jackson State, like not the same caliber as what he'll go up against in an Oregon, a USC, a UCLA. Like, it'll be a little difficult. Yeah, I I seen on an interview where uh, Deion Sanders kind of said that he was um that he was letting them rest until Wednesday. So like the game yes, is on Saturday. Yes. Obviously, he's gonna let him get a couple. So if 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 that's the goal, then you know, I mean, let it let it ride because it's, it's worked for you. If you're gonna give him that much rest, but then it's it's like the rest versus rust kind of thing because you also do need the reps and practice on that side too. So it, it's a it's demanding for sure. But he seems like he can handle it. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We'll Another see person that's fun. real good on that team was that running back. Dylan Edwards, he was absolutely crushing it. Hundred yards for that team. He it's he's he's good too. And just a true freshman that they got. That one of the first like actual recruits to go to Colorado when Prime went there. So we shall see. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. Oh shit, my wife! I forgot we have a fantasy draft at eight o'clock. My wife just texted me. I got first pick. Who do I take? Nice. <laughs> uh... McCaffrey, that's not even a question. Gotta love. I'm, I'm in too many fantasy leagues. I can't do this anymore. Too many. It's all good. Four of happens them to the year. best of us. Me too. Yeah. yeah, I would only be in three if it wasn't for you. Sorry. Um. Well, I got no update on the basketball team because it's quiet on the Western Front over there, which is, as we like to say, a good thing. They're. Posting hey. pictures, they're working out. They're hopefully going to class. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> right. Sometimes, they're showing hey, up. No, sometimes no news is good news. So yeah. That's, 
Yeah, so I'm yes. I'm excited to see what they look like too. They uh I didn't really because they were still recruiting. It was only like seven, eight guys when I was there this summer, and they were still trying to get guys uh recruit some guys. So um, it's gonna be interesting, and especially you know if Raekwon can get his um his waiver passed, we we need him. He's legit. I've seen I've seen it in person. He's legit. So oh man, yeah, because I know I've seen uh John Flowers. He's he's tweeted about how like Raekwon Battle is that dude. Is it is yeah. is is is, 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 yeah. is it as advertised? Yeah, it, yeah, it's as advertising. John don't give anybody any credit. He doesn't like to give me my credit. He doesn't like <laughs> to give anybody. So when he says that, it it means something. So yeah. <laughs> I hopefully because I'm pretty sure the NCAA denied one of the UNC football players a transfer. So maybe that's their one for the year because they love to screw us over. It seems like consistently because. Well, last year was Jose, and this year was Omar. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. let let us keep one, please. Right, right. Somebody, come on. And I, if we was gonna keep, if there was one to keep, it's, it's Rayquaz. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm excited. You know, it's gonna be very a very different team. And I love to talk to you a little bit more about that, KJ, because you played on a Bob Huggins run team. You know. What do you think the difference is going to be come this season from what we, we're all used to for the past 15 or so years? Right. Um, it's hard to say because I'm not around the facility. I haven't got a good beat on, you know, how they want to play. But I know Josh is bringing some new ideas to the table. Obviously, he coached under um, under Coach Huggins. So I feel like he's going to implement a little bit of things, but he's going to have his own spin on it. And that's what I like. You know what I mean? Don't don't try to be like Coach Huggins, man. Like be be yourself. Be true to you. Do like implement what you want to do with the team and your and your vision um of how you want to mold the team. And um I I think we're gonna be excited. I think we're gonna be fun to watch. We got a lot of um we got a lot of athletic fast guards, uh long athletic big man, Jesse Edwards. Uh, a a cook a cook. I think that's how you say his name. Yeah. Sure. See, so, I. Uh, it's. See? Uh, I think it, it's a cook a cook. I learned cook, it from. Yeah, I learned it from one of my nephew. He actually is a a student at UConn, and he, he okay. was he's there when a cook a cook was there. So he's like, yeah, it's just a cook a cook. I. Okay. The, All right. Good. Yeah, I want to mess that up. But th- those two guys on on in the inside, and I think um guys that's gotten better. This year, just uh, working out against them a little bit and just observing them while I was there was uh, Patrick Sumnick. I think he's going to do well. And uh, Josiah Harris. Yeah. Those, those guys really, um, they stood out to me this summer. Um, along with all the other guys, everybody's been working hard, man. And I love the staff that they put together. Damar Johnson, Alex Ruoff, Deshaun Butler, Jordan McKay. Like those, that's like a dream team of... Um, <laughs> of workout guys and basketball minds that like it's it's crazy man i i just know that they're going to be prepared they'll be ready to go everybody seems like they're having fun so i'm i'm excited about it yeah you, you spoke about the staff i feel like the staff that's just a whole new completely different generation that they have there now when you talk about uh you know the staff the staff that was previously there is was literally there when all of us were still in school. Mm-hmm, so the right. fact that you have guys that like 
someone like myself and Mary can relate to because we've seen them all play and including DeMar Johnson, who was a former NBA player who we watched in the league. Like that's, I think it's, a, I'm super excited to see what they do. Cause I think the staff is definitely something we haven't seen before. And I think I'm excited to see what they like conjure up. I'm just excited to see this team hit the floor. I really wish I could go to the Springfield game, but my damn son has to be born the night after. That game. <laughs> yeah, Seriously. Yeah. I was like, oh, they play UMass. And my wife went to UMass. I was like, oh, that'd be a great game to go to. I look at the date and I'm like, yeah, nope. I ain't leaving <laughs> New York because my wife's going to probably be in the hospital with our firstborn. Yay. <laughs> I am more excited, I promise, than how it sounds. I promise. I'm very, very excited. The kid has already got more West Virginia, Virginia gear than I do, so we're good. Raising nice. him right. <laughs> hey, at least you could watch it. At least you could watch it on the on the TV while you at the hospital. So that's, you know I mean, that's something. Yeah, I'll be like, oh, honey, look, oh, a channel just doesn't change. I can't help it; it's stuck. <laughs> I can't find the batteries. <laughs> awesome. Well. KJ, I got to ask, we're trying to figure out how to say where you're playing now. Okay. Kyoto Hanari. 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 Okay. All right. All right. I had to learn it when I first got here, too, so it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's some of these names, it's hard to, hard to say. God, yeah. Just yeah. a little bit. And you've been <laughs> all over. You've been the D League before it became the G League. Got up in had your chance in the NBA, which every West Virginia fan thinks that you should still be in the NBA. Um, not going to lie. And then you've been in the Philippines, France, Serbia, Russia. That must have been interesting. Serbia and now Japan. So yeah. all over. What's the journey been like for you since I know you? it's been a long time. You've been playing professionally for 12 for going on 12 years. So um journey's been great man um I would say a blessing in disguise because obviously everybody's dream is to stay at home stay in the NBA you want to play USA best basketball league in the world of course so uh when I got my opportunity to finally play and I got called up from the D League after a couple of games I was you know I mean my like living out my dreams dreams came true you know and then um I, I had some unfortunate incidents that happened as far as like health wise um had a few concussions during the um during the summer league that next summer uh which was my second will be my second year with the Cavs and uh wasn't able to play and show what I can do so unfortunately I I got cut and then at that time they also drafted Anthony Bennett with the number 1 pick mm, my that spot. Didn't work. And then they also yeah and then they also <laughs> Yeah, crazy. He didn't even work out for them. It was crazy. But uh, yeah, that's just a whole nother story for a whole nother day. And then uh, <laughs> Andrew Bynum came in. So it was just kind of, I was like the odd man out. The right was on the wall that I probably wasn't going to come back. So I did a second year with the D-League team. Did really good. Made the all-star team. And then for me, I wouldn't say I got tired of chasing the dream, but I wanted to make some money. I wanted to make some money off my talents and being in the D-League was not cutting it. So uh, fortunately for me, a team from the Philippines bought me out of my contract. There you go. Bought me out of my contract, and I was able to play in uh, Manila as my in the PBA as my first uh, professional overseas experience. Did really well there, and then you know there was always a 
a crazy stigma on playing overseas. You hear all these horror stories. You don't get paid. You don't get paid on time. People, it's just a whole lot of stuff going on over there. But my first experience was great. I got all my money, was there safely. So that stigma was broke for me, which allowed me to go to other countries while also during the summer playing in summer league and doing little training camps and stuff like that. So I was able to live out both sides, you know, making making good money and then also still kind of chasing my dream with the NBA. That's awesome. Kev, question. So Merritt listed out all those countries. You just, you're Philippines. I know you're there. San Miguel, Beerman, shout out to the PBA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, France, Serbia, Russia, Spain, now Japan. What are the fan bases like in those countries? I know the Philippines mm. are crazy about their their it's basketball. Crazy. So I know I can only imagine love you got love there. It. I'm very curious to know what it's like in those other countries. So Japan is, is like a, such a stark difference from every other country I've been in as far as fans. Um, Serbia, craziest fans ever. I love I loved it. It was like being in college, bro. I, I had to get used to it. So funny story, when I was in Serbia, um, my first game, right, was against our rivals, uh, Red Star. With my, The team I was on uh, was called Partizan. Their uh, rival was Red Star. So it was like, imagine Pitt in West Virginia in another country. Oh, um, man. So I live across the street from the gym, mind you. And, uh, you know, we're getting ready for the game. And he's like, yeah, you guys, uh, we're meeting at this time, whatever, to go to the gym. I'm like, I live right across the street. I could just walk there. He's like, no, nah, we don't do that on on game day against our rival. Uh, I was like, why? He's like, you'll, you'll see. So I, we meet up at like our soccer arena, which is 20 minutes away from where I live, just to take a bus back to where we're going to play. <laughs> so when I pull up, there's people, there's cops outside in riot gear with shields. What? That, that have to escort us into the game because that's how crazy the game, people throwing firecrackers on the court, people fighting in the stands, people throwing chairs in the stands. And these are the chairs that like, that come up like they're not glued they're not glued or so it's, like a, it's like a bobby knight chair yes these are chairs that's flying during the game because that's how crazy the rivalry is like i'm on the somebody shooting a free throw i'm on the court somebody throws a firecracker boom right on the court i'm looking around every like what the, like what's going on right now nobody else flinched nobody else moved just because that's how used to it they were People wow. smoking and people smoking cigarettes and it's it was a wild environment. It took me a while to get used to it, but then at the end of it, I loved it. I loved it, and um, I say that just to say Japan is night and day. Like there's none none of that. They don't even boo the opposing team. They they'll cheer their team on, but they don't even boo the opposing team. It's like being some some arenas are more a little more loud than others, but it's just kind of like being at an event for them. I don't get the feeling that. I think there's like two or three diehard mm-hmm. fans in the league. But other than that, it's like an event. You know what I mean? Everybody's super respectful. Everybody, uh, you know, they get along. No fights in the stands. None of that. You know, I kind of missed it. But uh, <laughs> but nah, it's, it's like night and day. But I, I love both for, you know, for what they do. So. And now you've been down, you've been over in Japan what for a couple of months right now. Well, um, you talking about just overall or yeah, this time around, yeah, because I know you've uh, been this time around. There. I've been I got I got here August fifth. Okay, 
So just about yeah, a month. Yeah, so I've been ago. here a little over a month. Yeah. And how long? Typically, I know overseas contracts can just be for a small period of time, or it can be for a full season. How how long are you down over there this time around? Uh, so it's usually eight to ten months out of the year, depending on if you make the playoffs or not. So I'm usually here until middle of May, early June. Yeah. Perfect time to go back to West Virginia and hang out with flowers. <laughs> There's no perfect time for that. <laughs> no, I've, 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 I've seen him out plenty of times at Mor in Morgantown. That's my guy right there. Shout out Jay Flo, my brother. I won't lie. I remember coming down because I was a practice player for the girls team at the time. Okay. And I think it was a, a game after Turk decided to shoot a three or do his hook shot. And I'm getting ready, warming up, and there's Huggins yelling, per usual, at somebody. And then there's Flowers making fun of Turk with his hook shot and doing the hook shot from the three-point line and just mm -hmm. yelling at him and making him – he's like, why you shoot like this? Shoot like this. He's like, Turk's like, no, 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 just do this. I'm like, what the just, you want to know something funny? Turk's shooting percentage would probably have been better than John shooting that hook shot from three. <laughs> Don't tell him I said that, though. Oh, oh I'm, I'm sending this right to him. We're going to get that clip, <laughs> and we're going to send it right over to him. <laughs> you know he's going to challenge you now to a three-point shooting. <laughs> oh, yeah. For, nah, I, I don't know about now. He shoots, he shoots the three really well now. He's he's come a long way, so. He's yes. His, he's his three, I feel like his shot like from when he was in school to like now is like a 180 because i if i remember correctly he had to like back all the way over here mm -hmm. and now it's like in the front now and it's night and day where it just goes in cash i ain't gonna lie it's cash now you used to be scared whenever john got the ball and he wasn't in the paint yeah yeah john oh, oh to this day john john hates john if you ask john he should have been an all-american yeah i listened to one of the episodes that you guys did before you left and he, he's talking about the different coaching styles and if beeline was still there when he was a, and if his offense would have developed he's like ah i've been one of the best three-point shooting power forwards <laughs> in the game i'm like I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Even with me lying. Hey man, we all have dreams. It's fine. Hey, listen, we all have we all have dreams and stuff. But nah, he's he uh, he's definitely developed his game. He can he can probably yeah, like forty percent for sure. He's he's done way better with that. Dang, that's awesome. And he's he's done. He besides yeah, he's he's done, retired, done. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Officially yeah. retired. He is a financial advisor now, full time. Oh boy! <laughs> and real estate. I know he says real estate too. Hey, I think he stopped real estate to do financial advising like full time. Good for him. So yeah, he's he's all in now. And no, also the potential athletic director if anything happens. Yeah, waiting he has for the a lot interview. Of job time. Waiting, yeah, <laughs> waiting for the interview. I, I know on the on on your on your podcast, he's like, I'm waiting for the interview invite for AD. I was waiting for the interview invite for when coach opened up. When the women's coach opened up, he was waiting for the interview there. At, at some point, you gotta say there's a reason why these people are not interviewing you. At some point, there has to be. A reason <laughs> there's got to be a point where he realizes <laughs> it's just not gonna happen. <laughs> just uh, drive all the big donors there, John. That's all we need. He can do that. He's very 
very good at fundraising. Very good at that. So, well, he's... I, I will say, I would totally love to see what entertainment he could come up with for like the timeouts or halftime shows for basketball to get rid of the uh, Kroger uh, shopping cart shootout, which I know he despises. But that, I would love to see what he would be able to do there. I'm telling you, he, I think he could do some things. Well, I think he just needs to go to Ren's office and just sit down one day and wait till he opens the door. <laughs> wait, wait till he <laughs> John, it's been three days. Why are you still out here? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for my chance. Oh, <laughs> He's going to have to give it to him at that point. Um, but awesome. We'll keep, we're going to keep going because there's so many good questions. But we always like this. We've had former West Virginia athletes on Steph Mock with volleyball. Sarah and Bree with soccer, Crystal Caldwell with bat, women's basketball. What was it like being recruited and why West Virginia at the end of the day? Um, being recruited. Uh, so West Virginia kind of came in the middle of my uh, of my recruiting. I had already had some teams that was that was kind of on me from like freshman year. Uh so they kind of came in the middle of it. And I, I wasn't really sure about because I didn't know much about it. I didn't know much about West Virginia. And the stuff I did know, it wasn't, let's just say it wasn't the most flattering things that people could say about a, a, yep. a state. So Same with me. For, Same yeah. with yeah. us. Same Same, yeah, exactly. You know what us, I mean? Like, us from the Northeast, we hear West Virginia, we're thinking a whole nother life that yeah, we're not we, supposed to be around. Everyone I'm thinking the movie Wrong Turn. When yeah, I, when that's I, what I, I was just going to say. <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> And it is it is definitely it's definitely not that. But um, so they kind of came in the middle of it. And then Coach Huggins, uh, he had got the job, he had just got the job there, and I seen what they did, and uh um I seen what they did going to the sweet 16. Uh I was actually at the game where they beat Ari- uh, where they beat not Arizona, they beat Belmont. I think it was Belmont they played the first game and then they beat Arizona in the next game. Um, but yeah, so just knowing his, um, just knowing his uh, credibility as far as def- with people from uh, like my position, I guess people was call us tweeners at the time, four, uh, three, four guys, um, just getting them to the NBA, getting them to the next level, and uh, so it intrigued me. So he came on a home visit, um, him and uh, Coach Martin, and uh, yeah, they really the the thing I like most about Coach Huggins is that. He didn't bull, he never bullshitted me. Like if you know Coach Huck, he does he's not a bullshitter. Like he came in, he's like, you're gonna get what you work for. I'm not gonna pro- come in and promise you anything, but you will be better. Like leaving my program, you will be better, like as a player and as a man. And for me, that's all I respected was just the honesty. You hear people getting sold a dream when it comes to recruiting and you're gonna be this and that, and, and it rarely ever fa- falls through. So for me, I definitely respected that. But with that being said, uh, my first recruiting visit was at Ohio State, and I loved it. Like, me as a sheltered uh, kid growing up, like me going out and be able to be on my own, going out and doing things, like going to football, the Ohio State football game, crazy. So I'm, I'm like, I'm hanging out with uh, these guys that's coming back from the NBA, Daquan Cook at the time, guys coming back from the NBA, just chilling. That, that was a big thing to me, and I was going to sign right then and there, like – Right after my visit, I don't need to see anything else. Ohio State is for me. And then luckily, I had my older brother there, and he was just like, you know, if you feel the same way after you take all your visits, then you can sign. 
And um, I'm glad I didn't do that so early because uh, I took all my visits. I went to UMass, I went to Pittsburgh, Indiana, and then West Virginia. And, and going to West Virginia, it felt most like home to me. Just like the people there, everybody was so embracing. And it was like that everywhere, but West Virginia was just something different and special about it. So I was like, and then, and then Truck was here already. He was on my recruiting visit with me. He was the first one of us to sign. So I was like, another New York guy coming in, New York City guy. So I'm like, there's got to be something here. So, uh, yeah, I decided to make that decision. It was one of the best decisions of my life. I think we can all attest that's, to going to West Virginia. For sure, all best three of us. Best decision ever. Yeah, for sure. All right, Kev, you got the yeah, next so. one, bro. Uh, yeah, I get to do the next one. Like, so I feel like we we ask this all the time, and I and I feel like I kind of know the answer to this one already. But like, what was it like for you playing for Dub V at the time? You we were all there, and playing for such a a, a steam coach like Coach Huggins, like, cause you, I'll be, I'll be honest, like I I talked about it with my my old roommate because we got together to watch the football game. We talked about. We were at school at probably, if not one Best of, time. probably the greatest sports time in West Virginia history. Like, like we are considered like the golden era during that time. So, like, what was it like for you from the players' perspective, like, being able to be a part of that? It was cool for me because – we knew some because at the time we knew something was happening, like a new era, like something special was happening, but we didn't really know. Like, yeah, we just us three recruits coming in, me, truck, and e banks, like you mm -hmm. know, as one of the top recruiting classes in the country to come to WVU. We from that time, from us as freshmen, and the way we kind of ended our freshman year, just all individually, we all grew so much because we had a lot on our shoulders coming in, getting thrown right into the fire from our, our freshman year. And then going into that, uh, going into that final four year, we knew like we was going to have the talent. We had Turk coming in, Dan Jennings, Dalton Pepper, Deshaun was a senior. Everybody was a year older and a uh, year more familiar with playing together. So, but it was like, if you would have told me in the beginning that we were going to go to the final four and win the biggest championship, I've been like, all right, you know, like that's that's great goals to have. I don't know if that's, you know what I mean? I don't know if for us that's going to be achievable because you don't know. Like, you know, you got the talent, but then it has to mm -hmm. come together. So the fact that what we was going, what we were striving for it actually came together. It was it was great, man. And just the, the fanfare around it, how everybody rallied around the team. It was everybody's team. We would start. I feel like we was becoming America's team. Just just like with us winning the Big East Championship and, you know, us beating Kentucky and like everybody starting to finally believe in us and just like felt like all eyes were on us. It was a great time, man. It was it was crazy. The best video of that Kentucky win is John doing the John Wall afterwards yeah, in the yeah. locker room. Oh, yeah. That's probably that's my a, favorite yeah. video of all time. <laughs> For sure. Hey, man, that's yeah, that's classic. Awesome. Well. I like this question because it gets to know the program. Like we can ask you what's your favorite memory of like winning something or whatnot, but what was about, what was your favorite memory of West Virginia, you know, behind the scenes at practice or, or, you know, actually just being at school 
in West Virginia. Right. <laughs> so I got two. I'll, I'll tell you one on the court memory and off the court memory. My my off the court memory when I first got here was just like first orientation and then and then trying to find your classes. Like that was, <laughs> I'm like, yo, my head is spinning. I'm like, I'm looking at, I'm looking at girls, but then I'm also trying to find where is, <laughs> where is these classes that I don't know what, where I'm at. Like just being a lost freshman, and then um, just also going to like Fall Fest and seeing everybody there, and just like, bro, like this is <laughs> crazy. Like I never, like I said, growing up being sheltered, not really. I mean, I went to a, a decent sized high school. It was the only high school in in the um in the town, so it was a pretty big amount of people. But that was on another level. And now you're like not just freshmen, everybody's sophomore, senior, junior, seniors, everybody's in this one place. Just yo, my head is on a swivel. I'm like, oh yeah, I gotta talk to her. I gotta talk to her at some point. I'm like, <laughs> that's all that's going through my mind right now. I'm not even thinking about <laughs> basketball at this point. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just trying to line things up for later. But um, <laughs> so that I think was my we all did that. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, bro. That freshman, Yo, court, that is crazy. Man, when you go to freshman orientation, Merritt, you didn't because you came like sophomore year. Yeah. Like everyone is just like there, and it's there, just like yeah. the group. And I and I brought this story up a couple of like uh, a couple weeks back. Cause we talked about like why we went to West Virginia and like, I remember like everyone is all there. You have like everything set up in the mountain lair. And I remember my mom asked, you know, Kevin, you could have went to like 50, they're like 49 other States. And then like <laughs> five minutes later, like a whole sorority of like 11 girls walk by. And my dad goes, well, there's 11 reasons why right there. And ah, I'm like, he's, he, that's what it is. He, he understood. He understood hey, the vision. When, yes. the vision. when I transferred there, my friends go, what? Why? Like, why West Virginia? I'm like, well, there's a lot of good mountains here. And they're like, well, what do you mean? I go, just let that sink in and what you think that means. And they all the boys go, Oh, I get it. it. I'm like, took you a while, but yes, there's there's a <laughs> lot of great mountains to go see around here. <laughs> hey, listen, that two to one ratio never fails. That's no. hey, that two to one is, is <laughs> but uh yeah, so that's my off the court uh memory. So my first on the court memory was our first practice, right? Me and Truck, we was just literally me and Truck was just talking about this the other day because we were like roommates our freshman year. Um, over at Lincoln, so we have our first, huh? Over at Lincoln, yeah, over at Lincoln Hall, good old mm -hmm. Lincoln Hall. Yeah, so we have our first practice, right? Three out, three fifteen, three and a half hours of just yep. straight running, like just going on the treadmill, everything, like everything you could think of, right? So we go back to our dorm. Literally, we eat and we fall asleep for the rest of the day, like. <laughs> We fall asleep for mind you. I think practice was like from three to six at the time, like first semester. So from so from six, we ate, slept the rest of the day until next day practice, and we just woke up thinking to ourselves like, "How are we gonna do four years? How are we gonna like? What did we get ourselves into? Like that's all we were thinking to each other is like, how are we gonna survive this? Because that's how intense the first practice was, and you know." You have like summer practices and stuff like that, and 
it's yeah. nothing compared to when the season actually starts and he gets in full Coach Huggins mode. Yeah, it, it was crazy. So that's what I remember from that, just a behind-the-scenes thing of just thinking to myself, like, I don't know if I'm going to survive this. And then four years later, like, it being the, you know, one of the best decisions of my life to go there. So Amazing. I wonder who's scarier, I- Coach Carey or Coach Huggins? It's probably a tie. That's a tie. A, it might be a tie. I, I got Coach yelled Carey. at by, by Coach Carey, and that was scary. Like I seen Coach Carey go in. Like he's yeah. dude, he got this close to my face. <laughs> and I'm a practice player. All I did yeah. was go around the screen that Medina. Sorry, don't if I hope she doesn't listen to this, please don't don't kill me. Um, did not set strong enough, and I went around it and just put my hand up and blocked Vanessa. I just blocked a shot. Didn't jump, didn't do anything. I I thought I shat my pants because <laughs> I was so scared. And I came back That's the next crazy. day. He totally forgot who I was. <laughs> Until I broke my foot at practice and didn't come back to practice like the next day. He goes, where's the tall guy that blocked shots? And I'm like, well, at least he now remembers who I am. <laughs> right, right. That's that's the one thing I also tell about people too, about Coach Huggins, is that he'll curse you out and say all these crazy things to you. And then five five minutes later, he'll talk to you like calm, like nothing ever happened. It, he's he's very good at like compartmentalizing things, like not letting things drag out until after practice. Like he'll come over and talk to you, like, this is the reason like why I said this and that in his own small, in his own uh softer tone after practice is over. And the one thing he he's kind of said to me is like, if I stop yelling at you, then you should be worried. Cause that means I don't care about, you know what I mean? Like I don't, you can mess up or do whatever. You're probably not going to play. So when I stop yelling at you, then you should really be worried, but you should want me to yell at you. Cause that means I'm engaged and you have a chance of, of playing here. So I just kind of, after he said that, I just kind of took it like, all right, cool. Like he, I'm going to get yelled. It's inevitable. Like it's, it happens to everybody. I'm going to get yelled. At. I'm going to just try to not get yelled at as much as everybody else. So I think I, I did a good job with that. Yelled at as much as Casey does, but not as or little does. as Turk does. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> Somewhere in between there. <laughs> Kev, you talked about uh, – sorry, Mary, I'm going off script. But uh, not, Kev, you talked about your, your practices. So I remember – you guys would practice at the rec center certain mm-hmm. times. That was the coolest thing in the world. I would always wonder, like, how those practices were. Was it just like, because I felt like then you had a crowd all of a sudden watching yeah. you. You, had, you not only had all the beautiful women that are walking by trying to do their workouts, but then you got, like, the bros that are, like, you know, watching, trying to, you know, trying to get their shot at their, at their scholarship or whatever and trying to see mm-hmm. what they could, who they could talk to. So how are those practices because now thank goodness these te- aren't our, the new teams they don't have to deal with that anymore no they got their own they don't know how good they got it man I was only able to enjoy like half a year of the facility actually playing there it was finally built towards like the second half of my senior year so I, we mm-hmm. didn't really get to practice there that much but those rec center practices man oh my imagine the girl you've been trying to talk to walking by and coach Huggins is just cursing you out and you just, you can't you can't say nothing about it. You just looking around like, oh man, I hope she don't. I hope she still answers my call whenever. Uh. <laughs> and you guys and are, then, 
you guys would they they wouldn't like they wouldn't even try to hide you sometimes first like you'll be on the downstairs court one day then they throw you on like the upstairs level like they all they they threw you guys everywhere it's like yo come on what are we doing facts and then you got and then you got your friends that like outside of basketball that you just see around they clowning you because you know what i mean same thing like you uh you miss a shot or you airball like they clowning you so it's i i am i think they did that on purpose i feel like they mm. wanted to Throw some embarrassment in there, see how we was gonna handle it, especially us uh us freshmen. But um it was a it was a good change of scenery from the Coliseum sometimes, just cause like the rec was always like cooler, like as far as like the gym, like it was colder. When you go in the Coliseum, especially them summer months, mm. it get hot. It get hot. So and the court is a little bit shorter than the Coliseum court. So I was I wasn't always uh I wasn't too mad at that. For the most part, those uh <laughs> rec center practices. Hey, two and twenty twos on a rec center court is much better than two and twenty twos in the Coliseum. That part. <laughs> <laughs> all right. For sure. So I gotta ask this because we all in 2012 when when the draft comes up, I think everyone in West Virginia, everyone of a fan of you was expecting you to be drafted. What's it like for you or for any player to go undrafted? And then what's the process afterwards of getting getting signed to a, a D League or now a G League team or a summer league team for, for some of the uh, the bigger teams? Um, so I mean, so first that I think that was probably one of the most like um, I guess I would say I won't be dramatic, but yeah, I kind of felt that way. It's like one of the most heartbreaking things, like in my life, just because <clears throat> I did what I did was an all American, led the conference in points and rebounds. I thought it, I, I did all the workouts, I did, I probably um had more than half the teams I worked out for in the NBA, so and I did really good, and I actually had a promise, which I thought was a promise, uh, to that somebody was going to draft me in the first round because that's how good my workouts went. And then now, you know, as I get older, you just realize talk is just talk until it actually happens. So I'm, and the draft is in, um, was it in New York? Was it in Massachusetts? It was in Barclays that year. It was, was in Barclays that year. So I'm I'm there with my family. I'm suited and a whole, everybody in my family, because, you know, that's why I'm, I'm from New York. So everybody, like, everybody was there for me. And, um, you know, just to hear names getting called, names getting called, sec, uh, first round pass, names getting called. I'm like, okay, second round, that's cool. I still get drafted. Names getting called. And then <clears throat> my name was nowhere to be found. Like that was probably one of the hardest things to come back from um, after that. But it, it kind of taught me resilience, you know what I mean? And not to take anything for granted and that nothing is promised. So after that, um, my, my brother, me and my brother and my agent, we just got together had a list of teams that, you know, had um, spots open in my position because I didn't want to just go to any team that was offering me to play. I wanted to go where I had, where I thought I had the best chance. And Cleveland, we all thought was the best chance. First of all, it was only three, it's only a three hour drive away from West Virginia, which I was, you know, staying in and working out at the time. So I could get back and forth easily if I needed to. Um, Mike Ganzi was uh, one of the guys working with the Cavs at the time, somebody we know. So it just all kind of, lined up it was a young team it was uh Kyrie and Tristan's second year 
Dion Waiters and Tyler Zeller were the rookies coming in. So it was a team I knew it was manageable to make <clears throat> if I just went there and, you know, just did my thing. So that was the idea of going into um of picking the uh the Cavs. And then they and then obviously this the last part they gotta offer you. So they offered me uh um a training camp deal, which was worth, you know, some money. And then um, you know, I got to got to work out for the team and I made it all the way to the last cuts. Didn't get picked up, but got sent to the G League affiliate, the D League at the time, affiliate Canton Charge. And uh did my thing there and just got called up after I, I wanna say like five or six games, just went crazy. And, you were going uh, got crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it got called you up for the rest crazy. of the year. Yeah, so that that was pretty much that. Cool. That's awesome. That's it's a cool story because all of us were expecting that name to be called that first round 100 percent I remember sitting there watching it. My dad's like, Who's the West Virginia kid? I'm like, Kevin Jones, like biggest player of the year, easily one of the best players to come out of the West Virginia, all this stuff. And he goes average a double double. I mean, the it goes on and on. Yeah. And I, I remember that that year too. I was just like, wait, what's going on? Like you're picking somebody that's not ever gonna come to the league, but and you're gonna waste a draft pick on that person instead of taking KJ. I it was it was, it was making me nuts. But hey, my, uh, yeah. my Boston Celtics love to pick players that will never ever <laughs> come to the NBA. They still are overseas <laughs> somewhere. I and getting paid. I don't know how it works. You always wonder, like, are those even like real people, or they just make up those names? Like, they couldn't—they <laughs> couldn't even be—they could be like a rent. They may not even Nate, be real, hey, real people at that rate. Not Nader has played on the summer league team once or twice, and then he never wants to come play in the NBA. Yeah, that's that's when I realized. I mean, it bothered me before, but the what I know now is that they, you know, they draft and they do these picks off of potential and not with mm-hmm. and not productivity. So once you learn that, I mean, it's more, it's even more frustrating once you learn that. But then when things like that happen and you see they are drafting these guys from Lithuania that will never, like you said, will never play in the uh in the NBA, but they're like stashing them overseas so they can quote unquote get better until they can come over here. Like you just uh it is it like it is what it is, man. Like sometimes life ain't fair. It is what it is. It's worked out for sure for for you. It worked out, yeah, for sure. All right, next question I got is, um, so you've been playing professionally in Japan since 2018. So, Kev, what is your greatest accomplishment you've got playing overseas or playing professionally? Either or. Greatest accomplishment, um, team wise or individual, it doesn't matter. Either one. You could be Um, one of both if you want. So, uh, just individually, um, I had a, I had a player of the month in, um, April, uh, and when I was in Russia, when I was playing Russia. So that was pretty big. That was one of my first awards that I played that I've won like while I was overseas. Um, so that was pretty big to me. And then we were playing at a, um, pretty competitive league called Euro cup. It's like, if anybody knows like European basketball, you have Euro league, which is like considered the second best league behind the NBA. And then you have mm-hmm. Euro cup, which is right under that. So it was a pretty big deal to me, especially um, dealing with some stuff that I had to deal with that summer. I said that summer, that, um, that season. 
just to just to get that award was it was great. And then also I got a team. Um, I got the team MVP award from uh, the team I played on two seasons ago when I was in Japan. So that was pretty big for me because they it was crazy. We played them. We beat them. The team that I was on last year beat the team that gave me the MVP award. And they still gave me the award after the game was over. I was like, oh, man, I'm sorry. If I knew that was coming, I wouldn't have did y'all like that. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was one of – that was another award that um, that uh, I was happy about and, and surprised about. So those were my two biggest, I, I would say, personal accomplishments since I've been overseas. That's awesome. That That's really yeah. awesome. All right, so – John Flowers cannot be the answer to this question. All right. I feel like I know the answer to this question, but I I, I wanted you to ask it. Who, ask it. Who's been your favorite teammate to play with professionally or in college? Oh, that's a truck. Told that's you. easy. Yeah, that's easy. <laughs> that's easy. Hey, that's I still got to ask. It's still got to give the yeah. premise that Flowers cannot be the answer. because Oh, no, nah, no. Nah, that, that is – yeah, that, you were way off on that one. That was uh, – <laughs> nah, no, I've had and I've had a lot of great teammates in my time, but that's just you know that's my brother still to this day. So can't always got to go with truck. Where's, All right, where's he at these days? I haven't heard that name in a long time. He owns a cleaning company in Morgantown. He's doing nice. really good for himself right now. Yeah, so he's he retired from basketball about three four years ago. So he's been doing that. He's he's doing really well. Good. That's awesome. This is a follow up question to this one. So you can do either or college or professionally. Kev, if you had a, a top five players for an all-time starting lineup that you've played with, Ooh. who would be your in your five? Of course, you can include yourself. You so who's your I can, other can four? I, can I exclude myself or because I'm gonna exclude myself? Feel, feel, exclude yourself. Exclude yourself. All right, I'm gonna exclude myself. Oh <clears throat> okay. Ever. I play with a lot of really good players. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna go Kyrie at the one, of course. Okay. Um, that, that's kind of an obvious. Gotta one. go Kyrie at the one. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put Chuck in it just because I already say he's my favorite teammate. So I already gave him enough praise. He's good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> two. Um, I'll go with uh, Dion Waiters at the two. So Kyrie, Dion, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with Deshaun at the three. I'm gonna go with Ebanks at the four. Um, at the five. Um. Hmm. Let me see. I haven't really stand out five men that I'll play with. You know what? I'm gonna throw a wild card. In. I'm gonna go with uh because he like I've never seen a big man have this much energy like the way he does. And I kind of got on the back end of his career, but he was still pretty good. Uh Anderson Varejao. Ah, oh, all cool. right. Anderson Varejao from the Cavs. That was like my guy. Uh he he definitely embraced me as a um when I was a rookie. Like I say, he was kind of on the more on the back end of his career, like mm -hmm. going out of the league. But just the his professionalism, the way he played hard, he literally played hard every possession and did things that I was like, oh wow, like this is 
I see why he he stuck around in the league. So I'm gonna go with Anderson Verja on my five. He was an, a, a motor for sure. Yeah, crazy motor. That's a that's a great lineup. You got a nice mix of like both college and professionally right there. Yeah. Yep. For sure. I like those. All right, Kevin. Do you want me to ask this next one? Or do you want to? Considering uh, it's your uh, uh, you know a wild card, I, I I'll let you take it. Yeah, I actually I I don't mind this one. So when we were going, when we were talking about it, when we first, when I first reached out to you, it was in the middle of you in the TBT. So I just wanted, me and Mary wanted to know, what was it like playing in the TBT for the last couple of years? It was cool, man. The way it was presented to me by John, first we had the alumni games that was in Morgantown, and then we kind of branched out to the TBT. I always heard little rumors about the TBT, and I'm like, ah, that's whatever tournament like I didn't really take it seriously until it started being on ESPN and there, and more and more people started talking about it and getting into it and I'm like oh like this is really like this is really a thing like this is really good and then you actually play in it and you see the level of competition because that was for me it was like okay it's cool to be with with the guys again be with some of my old teammates but I also want to compete like I always also want to play against like great players and and we did like it's it's expanded the way the way it's on ESPN now it's like one of the main features during the summer of uh, of basketball it's crazy man I I enjoyed it so much and um I'm a I'm definitely gonna miss it playing in it that uh this past summer was my last summer playing in the uh, TBT so that four years for me man it was it was great competitive each year playing with uh different guys from different eras from, from WVU. So it was, it was a great experience overall. You see, I got the, you see, a oh, free yeah. market I promotion. Free <laughs> promo right there. Yeah. So you mentioned is last year is it. So what are you going to fill that time with moving forward? Cause I know that you have the ABL, which you guys destroyed Maryland. So yeah. what are you going to fill that time with then? Um, I don't know yet. I haven't decided, but the fact that I do get more in my summer because coming back from an eight to 10 month season and then having to prepare because, you know, it's not like we just threw the team together in a week and we just did, uh you know, just prepare for TBT. We usually do it like two or three weeks out to try to build, really build a team chemistry and bond with whoever's playing on our team. So that was, that was time consuming, even though it was fun and, we was right there in Morgantown, so it's not like I had to go far away. But it was just really time-consuming and just kind of stopped me from maybe taking a trip I want with my girlfriend or doing something I want to do, visit family in New York or something like that. It just kind of stopped me from doing that. So I feel like four years is enough. I feel like I wanted to Definitely. be at the – I feel like I wanted to be at the start of it to just try to build the program up so that mm -hmm. other – it will encourage other alumni to want to come play. Uh, and I feel like we did that, especially with the run we had last summer, making it all the way to Dayton the way we did and just our consistent winning throughout the tournament. Um, I, I think we've done that. So I feel like my job is complete. I definitely agree with that. You put yeah. in your time there, Kev. And I think it's time for that that younger group like of Chase and them to mm -hmm. take the, the the flag and run with it. Mm -hmm. But to, before we we'll move on from TBT, if there's one thing – that that best Virginia team could add to improve, what do you think that they would need to add? 
player-wise, uh, type of legit big man. Okay. A legit big man, rim protector. Um, I feel like even with the herd that game, I don't know if you guys watched it. Uh, we got beat on the. It wasn't the shooting that killed us because we both shot the ball pretty bad, especially in that second half. But it was the offensive rebounds. Yeah, second chance I... points that absolutely killed us. And we not uh, you know, nothing to um the big man that we had because we had um. Oh, damn, why am I drawing a blank on my man's name now? Uh, Alex Gross, sorry. He went to uh, he went to Moorhead State. So, yep. you know, he did a he did a good job for us while he was in there. But I think we needed uh, a guy that, you know, was going to protect the rim and just grab every rebound. And that was their only focus. And I feel like we haven't had that a lot of the times that I've had to play the five. And, you know, I'm yeah, I can. It's something I can do. I don't really like doing. But, you know, and it was a necessity at the time. Um, but yeah, I would say a legit five rim protector, like a, a sags, man. And I, it was just because we had sags for that one year and it, yeah. didn't, it didn't work out. He didn't get to play. I felt like he would have changed life for us as a team just with his uh, shot blocking ability and a, his athleticism. So I, I would say that. All right. Well, I'll ask this fun, the fun question, Kevin, we mentioned you've been playing professionally for going on year. 12 at this point when when are you thinking this is gonna come to an end and what's after it what what is the infamous kevin jones gonna do once he hangs up the the, the sneakers um so for me my goal was always to play at 35 i'm 34 i just turned 34 last month so yes happy birthday great, great number appreciate I, just, it. Appreciate I just turned that this weekend Okay, there you go. Happy oh Virgo. There you go. Virgo. There you season. go. There you go. Uh but yeah, so my goal was always at least to 35. So that would be this season and then you know next season. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I mean, as long as my body allows me to do it, I take really good care of myself. I pride myself on um, you know, always being in shape. And uh, but it gets hard, man. Like, especially you get older, like you can continue working out, but that body sometimes don't feel the same. You know what I mean? So I guess other time is undefeated. It's undefeated, but I'm trying to fight them off as much as possible. So (laughs) I've been doing a good, I've been doing a good job so far. I like to tell myself that I'm still in my prom. I still got years to go, but then also I never want to be one of those guys that played until I was like 40. I never wanted there to be any bad memory of Kevin Jones playing. I want everybody to remember me as he was good when he was started playing. I don't want anybody to see me as like, ah, he needs to, it's about that time, Kev. <laughs> it's like, about that time. I don't want. I don't want that to be a thing. <laughs> so I would. I would say for me, um, personally, three more seasons would be like I'm. I'm perfectly fine with that. That would be what, 14, 15 years professionally. Like you can't yeah, beat that. No that's a, where that's a hell play. of a career. That's a, a fifteen career. year professional career, and you can't beat that. So that's the goal. If I if I'm able to play, if I'm able to play further than that, then hey, that's a blessing. But that's the goal so far. And then what I want to do after, sorry, my um my producer Dave is calling. I had a a podcast episode of a podcast to do right after you guys. Oh they man, kinda, nah, you good, you good. Uh, <laughs> I'll call him back. He'll be fine. I um, love Dave, and that's Dave Ryan, right? Yeah, Dave Ryan. Yeah, I love Dave. I remember when he was working for the arts and entertainment department. I worked with him all the time. Yeah, Dave is a really good dude. He keeps us in line for the most part, as much as you can. 
But uh, what I want to do after basketball, I want to get into sports commentating. I love talking about the game. I feel like I bring great insights to the game just as a former player. And, yeah, it's just one of, a passion of mine. So that's um that's something I would love to do. Obviously, you have to work your way up and you have to it's, – it's not easy. So I, I'll treat it just like it was basketball, work hard. Uh, for it, you know, take take my bumps and bruises in the in the game, but that's ultimately what I what I want to do. Sports comments again, yeah. Love that. Before I know, there's one more question you have here, man. But there's okay. no way we could remiss this question. Uh, from being on, we appreciate you being on our podcast, but you know, I fully enjoy your podcast, the Final Forecast, available to listen to on all streaming platforms. And now be able to be seen on YouTube now, which is awesome. So, yes, sir. How did you guys come up with wanting to do a podcast? Was it just somebody was like, "Yo, you want to do a podcast," or was there like right. some sort of plan that came into it? So actually, it was John John's idea. It started off with me, John, and Deshaun. It was um, mm -hmm. everybody always wants to hear, you know, just like you guys said, everybody wants to hear the outside stories that nobody has heard. So it's pretty, for me, wanting to get into sports commentating anyway, it was a good avenue for me because it was like I could show people more of my personality because I'm usually more of an introverted person. Don't really like to talk a lot unless it's people I know. So for me, it was a more of a way to express myself and get out my personality so other people can see it. And then just also tell funny stories with your old teammates that nobody ever knew about. So it just kind of worked out that way. And from... Our episode, because we started five years ago. Yeah. To where we are now is just like night and day, man. And it's just, it's, it's been a blessing. And um, people still want to hear stories. We still have stories going after five years. And, you know, and I think the thing about our podcast, we not only talk about basketball, we talk about real life situations as well. Talk about current events, what's going on in the world, just from a, a funny perspective. We don't take ourselves too seriously. Obviously, we have episodes that are more serious than others. But for the most part, we just sit back and relax. And it's it's not like an interview. It's more like a conversation just having between friends, just laughing. And, uh, man, it's it's changed my life. It's got me out of my shell. So, yeah, man, I, I love it. Yeah, I, I love listening to you guys talk, especially bringing on the former players. It's different generations, like, of the players, all their perspective is crazy different. The stories – the treadmills are always there. Like it's it's fantastic. Always. Even just the random stuff. Like there was even one where you guys had like you guys were talking about aliens on one episode. Yeah. And I was like <laughs> that surprised me. I love it. We go off the rails. I love it. We go off the rails. We talk did you hear the one about John um <laughs> John and the ghost? Yes. John, that yeah, was just, freaking people great. people still talk about that. <laughs> This day, yeah. Oh gosh, classic. Yeah. All right, Kevin, ask the last question, and then once he answers, I I know you got to jump to your other podcast, KJ. So right. there you go. Beautiful. Yeah. And Kev, the our last question is: What is your advice for someone that is looking for the next step in their career to college and professionally? Just don't give up, man. You're going to have a lot of, uh, depending on who you are, you might have a lot of doubters, a lot of people that feel like you can't do it, but you got to be your own biggest fan and uh, just fight, just be resilient, fight through anything, any adversity that might happen. You know, it might, it, that sounds cliche, but 
And that's kind of like the story of my career. I feel like it's just fighting through adversity, just like being stubborn in your goals. I would say just continue, don't let anybody tell you otherwise. You might not be good enough to uh, you might not be good enough to play in a certain area. You might you know, what I mean, you might be thinking over your head that's, you know, as some people would say. But at the same time, like as long as you're stubborn with your goals, I feel like you're always going to land where you're supposed to be. And um yeah, just and there's other ways and just telling kids this because they only think it's the NBA. There's other ways to make money professionally and help your family out besides the NBA. So if you don't make it there, it's not the worst thing in the world. Like one of the best things for me is being able to travel different countries, uh, learn different cultures and and make money doing it. Um, and I, I wouldn't be able to do that if I was just stuck in the um stuck in the States or was only uh, had that one track mind of like, I have to make it to the NBA. So for myself and uh, for anybody out there that's listening man, just, uh, just keep on going towards your goals. Don't let nothing stop you. Great. Message. Love that. Love it. All right. Well, is, was, is it me for the outro? It's your turn. It's your oh, turn. Thanks. <laughs> yes. So outro time. First off, we got to give Kev your flowers, you know, you're a hall of famer. You're probably one of the best WU players that probably in history. You you're up there. You're crushed it. You know we appreciate your time. Thank you so much for everything you've done. You've made our college careers. You've you know and you made our day for being able to come on our podcast. Like you're probably our biggest guest ever. So we really really appreciate you. Any socials that they can follow you guys on that our followers can find you. Yeah, so uh, my my personal socials at Kev Jones Five on Twitter, at Kevin Jones Five on Instagram, at Final Forecast on Instagram and uh and Twitter. Uh, hey man, we got a lot of content coming still. Uh, keep, you can keep up with Best Virginia updates, keep up with the podcast updates, going uh go on iPodcast wherever you get them. Final Forecast is up there, man. I appreciate y'all giving me the platform to come in. Uh come and talk. I like what y'all doing. Keep it, keep up the good work. And uh, yeah, thanks again. Yeah. Appreciate appreciate you joining us for sure. It's been a pleasure. Yes. So for, for those that are listening, make sure you go ahead and listen to us on all streaming platforms. We're on Apple podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Google play. We're on Amazon play. Uh, If you want to see us on the YouTube, we're on our YouTube page at the Manly Musings podcast. Feel free to follow Mary at his Instagram at Merit underscore P. Follow me at my personal Instagram at KQuava624. Follow the podcast Instagram at the Manly Musings pod. And take care. We'll see y'all soon. Thank you.